When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on Internet Land and Socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. All right. Just as I'm hitting record, I, I heard something go by there, just as we were talking about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a car, yeah. How are you doing, Theodosia? I'm okay. I'm okay. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So we know each other from Shockbox, and yeah. um, you also were a juror on one of the shows, which yeah. thank you for coming and doing that, by the way. Did you have a good time doing that? Yes, 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 I did. Um, you're talking about the show, uh, which show specifically? The Powerhouse. The, oh, no, the one that we did where you were a, a juror. And we, um... Oh, yes, of course. Go figure. Yes, sorry, excuse me, my memory. Yes, I really enjoyed it. I've never been um, from the juror. I've never been actually as a, as a juror in, uh, in a contest like that. So it was definitely a very interesting experience to see how it is, it feels from the other side. Yeah, um, definitely. And how it is, how you judge really the work coming in so he gave a different perspective how it is for the judges really to it see is. how it is to you know accept or not accept and what what it goes and what it doesn't go and i was actually quite surprised to see that and that was probably a, a point also for me to i saw work that perhaps sometimes people just don't really consider what they're sending is not really applicable to, right. the, um, to the call so that was a good point taken for, for my case as well so yeah i think it is yeah not only do you get to see from their perspective but you almost get a chance to see from a different angle from as an artist perspective like yeah. oh in the past i've done stuff like that too where i'm just like oh you know what this piece could work but then when you yeah. see it from the jury's perspective you're like oh why why are they wasting that my time with something yeah. that could work you know yeah exactly yeah. yeah so that was interesting but um where are you in in la where are you based out of i live uh, i live in echo park Oh, okay, nice. Uh, so, yeah, I love this area. We've I, I moved here with my husband from from London about nearly eight years ago. Okay. Um, and this is the area that we fell in love immediately. It was oh, a bit nice. different. It was a bit different when we first moved here. It was less gentrified, mm-hmm. but uh, we still like it. We still like it. It still has its amenities, and we have quite a few friends around. So our circle is around this side of this side of town. 
Yeah. yeah. I think everything in LA eventually becomes gentrified, right? Yeah. If yeah, it's exactly. cool, if it's nice, like, like for me, it was, it was Culver city. When I first came here, I landed down South and I was just looking for a place. I had no, I had like no place picked out. So I was frantically looking And the moment I got to Culver city, I was yeah. like, this is it. This is my spot. And yeah. That's how I felt with Echo Park for us as well. We just yeah. felt that it was familiar also because when you used to live in London, it was just, we used to live in a part of town that kind of like reminded us here. Yeah, we felt more comfortable. So yeah. Oh, it that's cool. Sense. Yeah. It was a nice little, uh, uh, gateway in. So we're going to talk about that. I want to talk about your origin story. But first of all, I wanted to ask you how you're doing right now with, you know, I, I keep calling it the virus, which will not be named, but um, yeah. the, the pandemic, how, how have you been doing? How has it been affecting your life, your work? Uh, uh, maybe, maybe it hasn't. I don't know. No, it has. It certainly has. I mean, thankfully, we're all still very healthy. Um, yeah. Uh, it has affected from the point of view. Okay, practically, um, um, I have I have a son, a two and a half year old son. Mm-hmm. So um, his schedule has been affected. So there is actually no one to. There's no daycare. He has no friends around. So I've gone back into looking after him full time. Um, so that has kind of affected quite a lot, actually, my work. Oh yeah. Um, but balance has been restored again. So it's it's taken it's taken a few months to find the balance. Psychologically, that this whole seclusion and lockdown has been pretty difficult, really. Yeah. Um, I, I love seeing people. I love hanging out with people. And it's just, it's really, it's, it's feeding me. It's just, I really need to have that around me. So the first few months, it was really difficult not just being able to see my friends. It's not the same connection you can have through a Zoom call. It's just, I, I, don't, I don't find it's exactly it's the same. Yeah. So... Um, that kind of like reflected on my work. So I want to be dark, darker than I'm, I'm used to. Um, <laughs> so I, I started developing this series, which is pretty much complete. I, I'm st- I still keep on adding things. It's called Cyclone. Is it Cyclone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cyclones, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, Cyclone. Yeah, just one Cyclone. Oh, okay. one, one, Singular. One main one. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of like threw myself into that. Um, it's kind of different from the stuff that I've been working um, in, that I've worked in the past, which is much more detailed. Uh, I just wanted to be much more minimalist, much laid out bare there. Um, I love it. Can I say something real quick? I, I've been looking yeah. at your series online and Cyclone is one of my favorites. Um, it's I very love, simple. It's pretty different. It's simple, but it's, but it's beautiful. I, I love mm-hmm. the hair. Like you have all these kind of like tangled hair that kind of lead you through it. And, I'm, and maybe I'm not remembering correctly, but I, I seem to remember not seeing many faces in this series at all no the faces most of this actually on purpose covered because yeah. i actually want to sort of like um express this feeling of seclusion and fear and That's anguish and, yeah um no uh there are some faces so two of the big two diptychs that i've done when i first started the idea they have some faces and i think it's to me at least i don't know to other ones i think to me um there is a an expression of um, fear and anger and all these kind of like wonderful emotions. Uh, but no, the ones that, um, that is fairly complete and I've kind of like developed at the moment, it's just pretty much the faces are covered and it's just, it's just the body. It's just the body movements and the expressions and the legs and the hands. It just makes you feel whatever it is, you know, um, yeah. that the subject wants to feel. Well, and it's kind of like earthy, tones and kind of muted tones but there are yeah. little splashes of color that i i like in the backgrounds almost like a solid kind of 
a background. You do a lot of cool work with like negative space. I was looking at some of your older stuff yeah. um, with like the, just the black and white figures. They almost look like kind of puzzle pieces put together. Yeah. I yeah, really just, love those pieces. They're great. I know, and I, I really miss doing that. Um, it's just like, so what I first, so just to give you a bit of a background, I started completely working on abstract work, like, many many years ago mm-hmm. and but there was always this soft spot that I have for figurative work and then um I went into that so my black and white figures were the was my kind of like you know my first going into the figurative art I have a really really soft spot for this for this type of art the black and white and, oh, yeah. um, and I think at some point I will go back into it especially for the charcoal series that I love doing um, it is very, very time consuming, uh, and it's very, very messy. So one of the actually reasons that I, I haven't actually had a chance to go back into it because it just takes long time and it just takes a lot of space. And, um, and I just, with the birth, since the birth of my son, things have kind of like changed. So, um, but it is, it is actually in the plan to go back. I'm sorry. There's a big truck going past. Oh, okay. No problem. Yeah. We'll, we'll work with it. This is like, I think anybody who's listening, we all realize that it's a pandemic and we're going to have some crazy sounds going on from home. This is not, we're not like in a, in a studio right now. So, um, I'm I'm loving the birds. I'm loving the garden noises, but the the truck was kind of muted actually on on my end. So I think we're doing okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. So yeah, but it's cool that you're like revisiting. I do the same thing. It's interesting. We kind of flipped, like I was a very much figurative painter for 12, 13, 14 years. Um, yeah. like pop surrealism kind of dark stuff. And then I, I just had this calling to do really bright, you know, textured abstract stuff. So, but I, every once in a while I get that kind of itch to go back and it sounds like you're having a kind of a similar thing. Yeah. yeah and the things that the series, all the series I've developed, like um, all throughout my, uh, my painting process, I don't feel I've actually given up on any of them. So it's mm-hmm. not, it's not that I've given up on working on the black and white or the charcoal. It's just like, I've put a pause and then I just felt the need that I wanted to develop and just explore different sides of the mm-hmm. work. And I think as an artist, it's important to actually just keep on experimenting and just like finding what works for you. And then this changes. Like uh, yeah. I don't know many artists have just stayed put in one thing. They, I think it's important to carry on developing your style. I and agree. And you never know. Well, you, you might find something else or you might just have to go back to what you were doing because that worked better and that made you feel more comfortable i mean that's that's the way i see it well that's the thing i mean that's why we become artists right is to not have these restrictions and to explore that's one of the things i talk about the most is you know it's it seems like it's kind of on the other end where you put the have these restrictions put on you like they want you to develop a style a signature style and then they want you to keep doing that same style but really i mean we should just be doing whatever we want like we should be doing whatever speaks to us yeah i'm I'm with you on that and i agree it's important and I do think that it's important to actually for an artist to have his style. For example, you have your style. You have yeah. a very you have a very individual style for your abstract work. Mm-hmm. And I believe I have a style as well. It's Definitely. important to have a style to develop a style, but carrying on doing the same style for the, your entire career, no, I think it's I think it just doesn't speak to I don't think it should speak to an artist. I think we should be developing it. And I agree. we should experiment with new stuff for sure. It's stifling yeah. because you can kind of tell if somebody's been doing it for too long and they've, they've lost their verve, you know, a little bit. It's like, it, can, uh, yeah, it shows in the yeah. work. It kind of gets yeah. a little, I want the energy to always be there in the work. And for I you, think, I mean, yeah. everything I'm seeing from you is, is there's a lot of vibrant energy going on. Like you have this kind of, it's almost like 
when I was when I was looking at it, I was trying to describe it in my brain, and you might completely disagree with this, but I was like, mm. it's very primal, and yeah, it's it all yeah. it's almost like uh, if a, a certain era of Picasso met where the wild things are. That's, oh, wow. that's how I, that's how I saw it in my brain. You're like, wow, I completely that's disagree. That's an amazing compliment. I'm very humbled. Uh, no, it's no, really. That's what I saw. I mean, it kind of like if you took some of the characters from Guernica or whatever, and mm. you mixed it with the kind of the playful, primal um, energy of, of some of these, you know, where the wild mm-hmm. things are I- illustrations. That's kind of what it spoke to it me was- as. I was I was really excited at the point of at the point when I was actually developing my style or developing my figurative kind of like wall like language when mm-hmm. I it made sense to me okay these are my figures these are my people and then I just felt much more comfortable started telling the story or whatever the story that I wanted to say at the time mm-hmm. is yeah that was a very aha moment for me I have to say and um, but yeah I mean uh, if if uh, I'm sure you, I think you probably looked through my website so I, I yes I've been to like developing different series and each series is when I start and I have the idea I get I get really excited and then you know, I start working down the idea and then it can, I'm sure you saw that kind of like difference for, for the yes. domestic animals was, I was all taking place in a house. It was very colorful, uh, kind of playful. On the other hand, the world of others is all just grayscale and it just has it much more like dark and it's just much more complicated. Yeah. Those um, are the ones that kind of reminded me a little bit of like a Guernica type yeah, style. Yeah. But, but and, you know, your series, when I looked in your website at first, I was like, oh, she's highlighting just a couple of pieces. But then I was like, oh, no, these are series. And then when I started scrolling through everything, I mm-hmm. loved it. It was like, uh, you know, one theme, but with all these different iterations. And yeah. um, that, I, I love that you do that because yeah. it's almost like you have an infatuation with one kind of theme and then you can just play with all the different, you know. Uh, yeah, iterations. and then I, I just found the, the, the one theme that I have, they kind of like – almost kind of like subconsciously just merges into another one for the next series or perhaps doesn't like right. the cycle for example that i walked since the beginning of the lockdown is just as just purposely wanted to be totally minimal do you want to highlight much faces but then again elements from the previous series subconsciously have emerged have merged into that as well i mean you can't help it it's just it's just changes yeah um yeah so do you find that you just kind of do what you explored until you're done or do you feel like a pressure to kind of keep going with the series um or do you just like naturally let it come to a close ah uh, i naturally let it come to a close nice. never pre- never pressure myself i have to do this so many pieces i have to do what no i just let it come to a close naturally yeah, yeah I'm, I'm all about no pressure i don't i don't pressure myself in it because if you just put pressure on yourself you have to do this or you have to close or you have to copy that style or, no, it's just for me it doesn't work i don't know it's horrible Mm, and yeah. like I said, it's, it goes against what we're, I mean, there's so much pressure in the, in the uh, real world outside. It's like, why would we pressure ourselves in our studio too? Yeah. And I think, I think people actually look up on our, to artists and their work and they, if they want to follow and they like what we do. I think, as you said, if there is pressure on the artist, I think that comes through the work. I it think, does. I think that's pretty visible. Okay. So I wanted to talk about your, well, first of all, I don't know if I said, mm-hmm. do you pronounce your last name Marchant? Yeah, Marchand. Yeah. Marchand. Mm-hmm. So it's Theodosia Marchand. If anybody wants to check out her work, which you should, it's amazing. You can see that at, um, well, maybe you should tell them where your Instagram handle and your website. Yeah, uh, it's theodosiamarchand.com. 
Yes, and then Theodosia um, is underscore margin. Underscore margin, yeah. On Instagram, right? Yeah, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Well, so I wanted to ask you about your origin story a little bit because I didn't see much of a bio, but I know a little bit about you. And and from what I could kind of Mm -hmm. piece together, you were born in Athens, Greece, right? And then you you moved to London? And then I moved to London to study. And, well, so fill um, us in the in the gap first of all. Like, so how long were you in uh, in Athens? Uh, I was not up to seventeen years old. Um, oh wow! Then, yeah, yeah. So I grew up, finished school. As soon as I finished school, I left, um, and then moved to London, and then I went to law school. That's um, what I saw. Yeah, <laughs> not crazy. You have a bachelor's um, and a master's, right? Yeah, I did a bachelor and a master's in law, and I oh, worked wow. as a lawyer for years um, in London. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I started in a law firm and then I moved in-house, which basically means I work for a company. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I, I'm not going to lie, it was, I kind of like enjoyed the intellectual side of it uh, yeah. for a number of years. It was a, the challenging, I mean, it's, it's an interesting field, but I think probably at some point I just got burned out. I don't know, I was just working too much, I was yeah. just wasn't enjoying it. And then, um, Do you mind telling my, us what kind of law you practiced? I did corporate law. Corporate law. law. Okay. So I just, I just wanted out. I just wanted out. My husband wanted out. We wanted something new. We wanted to change our lives. We were not really happy. We Mm -hmm. had from the outside, our lives were like, yeah, we we lived a cool life, central London, going out, you know, doing all these kind of like things that younger people do at that stage. Right. But we were both burned out. We just wanted something else. We wanted to be something else, do something more with our lives. Mm-hmm. So the opportunity came and um, he was offered to actually come over to uh, US and open the first wine business for the company he was working in, in London. Cool. And we just grabbed the opportunity, like, yep, that's it, we're going. So when that first, this idea came to several, I just thought, yeah, that's it, I'm down slow. I, I need to actually go back into doing something that I really want to do. So, so you use that as like an opportunity to make a clean break almost. Exactly. Nice. Exactly. So um, how does the painting come into the picture? So um, I used to paint. Yeah, that was my question. Own. I'm just going to sit back and let you ask my questions for me too. <laughs> <laughs> so my, the painting was just, I was just kind of painting for myself. Like actually very few people knew that I was painting. Hmm. Um, I, I was wait, just, for how long was it? Was this, were you painting when you were also practicing law? I no? was no, I wasn't actually painting in like sort of like large piece, but I was just like, I was very much involved in the arts, like going to shows, going to talks and things like that. And just doing my own little work um, back at the house. But mm-hmm. I just never, ever thought that this would be possible, um, that I would ever be doing this on a full-time basis. Yeah. Um, so the thing is, that, so as I said, we came to LA and I was like, okay, so I was just trying to figure out myself. I was totally burned out from London work-wise. Mm-hmm completely burned out so i was going through the process of just like trying to get myself out of the okay so what do you want in life uh thankfully my husband he's 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 a very cool guy he's like take as long as you want just find out what you want to do and i'll support you you know i'll help you out i'll be here um so he gave me this time and then then i just started painting i went back and slowly and slowly and slowly and then when i went crazy i went really full back into it um and then i'm like yeah that's it uh i'm sorry, sorry but brief... Tavazi, were you working from home did you i have was like working a from home? home and i was just doing yeah no i was i didn't think that i would have a studio i thought it'd be it's just a hobby i'm just starting a hobby now right. I'm just going back into a hobby 
but then one thing led to another. And then I met some people that kind of like opened doors for me, kind of helped me. And that gave me a very boost, uh, boost my confidence. And then. Can I ask for people listening for maybe some young artists who are trying to kind of come up? Um, how did you meet these people? Was this just organically okay, through so, your circles? Yeah, very organically. And also I have to say that um, I did sign up with the uh, LA Art Association. Yes, and they I did were, that Yeah, and they were very, uh, I mean, my experience, they were very supportive and very helpful. And they gave me feedback on the work, which it was really constructive and helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I did receive some praise, which I never actually i mean i've never shown my work to anyone so actually hearing someone yeah your work has so and so element and we like this aspect this aspect was just a, a massive boost and we all need that we all need to hear yeah we need validation at some out. point yeah yeah so that's and that's where it started and then i started doing um shows one like you know started joining shows and then that's it and it just took off and it's just i'm not looking back i mean that's it that this is my life that's so um, cool yeah yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so when did you do? Um, when did you join LAA? I joined LAA, I think probably in 2015, if I remember right. Okay. And I think I probably had my first show with them. I might be wrong. It might be 2016. I don't remember. Uh, we came over here to LA with uh, with my husband around t- t- March 2013. Okay. So I think I signed up with them either 2015 or 2016. So I had my first show 2000. Yeah, 2016. Um, I saw so, that you did out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I also I, did out there. Yes, I like actually. <laughs> I like joining that. I, I, I like that I've joined that. that I feel style. like I feel like you and I probably crossed paths because I think I was part of LAA in 2016. Yeah. So we probably yeah. crossed paths. I think I did out there the same year you did. Maybe Both isn't that weird? How you can just kind of you know bump elbows with people yeah, and not know them at all. Yeah, and this thing has actually happened to me quite a lot while I'm in LA. I've just like crossed paths many times with many people and I've just like then bumped into them and actually become friends. Right. Later down the line. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because the first time I actually saw you in Chalkbox, because um, yeah. I'd heard Mike talk about you and we'll get into all that too. But um, I heard Mike talk about you and I'd seen a little bit of your work. And I think you and I both had our solo shows at the same time, right? Yes, so yes, we couldn't yes, come we see each other. The same day. <laughs> no, it, it was, was like the same day. Yeah, the plan was to come over after the show stopped at uh, Shockbox, but I was, as you know, setting up your solo show and doing all the talking. I was so beat. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to make it over there. But, I know um, it was. It was the other side of town as well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now, <laughs> now it's like, oh, that'd be great because that would mean that we're all able to go out and and see people. But um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so sorry I missed your show, but uh, oh no, I'm, <laughs> sorry I'm I missed sure, your show. Yeah, no yeah. problem. I'm sure we'll get a chance to do that in the in the future. But um, yeah. it's awesome because sometimes it's not that way. A lot of people go up through school, they study mm-hmm. art. You know, they mm-hmm. really kind of jump into it and try to go through all the right channels. But I love yeah. I love your um, origin story because it's kind of like here you are. You had a pretty successful. I mean, I would say successful law degree. And yeah. you, I mean, it's a law practice in London mm-hmm. and you guys were doing pretty well, like what most people would think, maybe living the good life and you were yeah. not satisfied. And then you came over here and you made a clean break and you started exploring art for yourself. And then it just kind yeah. of blossomed from there. And that's, I think yeah. that's amazing. It's so much yeah. more organic that way. Yeah, it did actually happen this way. Yeah, totally, totally self-taught. No degrees, no art degree. I don't know um, whether it's actually a bad or a good thing, but 
I don't know. Um, it is what it is. I mean, I think I think some people do well with uh, an art degree, and mm-hmm. other people's other people don't. I think a lot of yeah. people who have an art degree end up mm-hmm. teaching, which is fine. Um, yeah, I kind of had an art degree. I was kind of a double major yeah. with theater and art, but yeah. um, I never I never once looked at it like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach. I was just I came down here to explore um, yeah. my creative side, and it just blossomed from there. But how did you meet Mike? So. People Mike, probably know um, that, you know, Mike's the gallery owner of Sharkbox. Yeah. So Mike, I met him, uh, he had a call. They had, Sharkbox had a call out, I think it was in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I applied to that and he accepted my work. Um, so yeah, that's how, that's how I got to know him. Do you um, remember the show? I think it was, oh, hold on, let me just actually remember the name. I think it was Off With Their Heads. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have, so to, I, have, I have to appreciate his sense of humor because we, I, we, we share similar sense of humor, kind of like dark, yeah. not, not taking ourselves too seriously sometimes. Um, yeah, but, yeah, and I saw this. Like, oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> okay, fine. That's so funny because I think that was one of their first shows. And yeah. I, Mike and I were talking at LAA. I think it was for Out There, actually. And he was talking yeah. about the show he was going to have. And I said, oh, I have this perfect piece for it. I had this really dark piece that I did back in the day of this naked woman holding my severed head in a... Yeah. Uh, in like Perfect. a yeah in a forest but he was like i don't know if we're quite ready for that yet so <laughs> so i held off till the next show but anyway um well that's cool and then yeah. and then how did you get into the the program uh he liked me he liked my work <laughs> and he's like do you want to be a program artist i'm like yes of course i'd love to uh, we the relationship with shockbox with mike has been amazing he's oh, very awesome. he's very supportive um he puts up with my delays <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Uh, and my postponements and everything like you know like i mean how many times have i changed this with you um no i'm joking uh, oh, no. oh this yeah she, no this was perfect yeah he's been very supportive and i know he really believes in me and mm-hmm. uh, i like that he has this that they have these spots in hermosa beach i think it's good i mean it's more and more and more it's becoming this really really important little place it is uh, and he's he's making a change and making a change and i like how they He's he's approaching the artist. He's um, he's he's there. I feel he's there for the artist. I can actually call Mike and ask him. I feel I can ask him like, oh, can we do this? An idea, and I and I think I know he will listen. And he's not necessarily going to be like, hmm, from a gallery perspective. Like right. He's going to be like, oh yes, of course, yeah. Let me think about it. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So well, I like because he also has an artist perspective too. Exactly. Yeah, and I yeah. think it actually changes um, the, the the view on things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's also a vibe. We just have a good vibe. We just work nice together. We just, you know, we communicate well. And I like that. Yeah. yeah. I never want to miss my relationship with, with Shogbos. I think it's I think it's a great relationship to have with a gallery. And with, I agree. With them. Yeah. I always saw it as such a, a, a great place to be a part of because first of all, I, yeah. you know, I, I love Mike. I love the atmosphere in Hermosa. Yeah. And he's got this great combination of, he's got some, he's got drive obviously, right? But he yeah, also is very laid back. Yeah. And he's yeah. hands on at the same time. I don't know how he balances that, but I don't know how he balances <laughs> he does it. In weird way. Like with his with his day practice and also doing all that with the gallery, I, I really don't know how he does it. And yeah. I hate myself for complaining sometimes that I have my hands full with my son and painting and everything. But he also he has, <laughs> he, has, he, has he has a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does. He he's t- he's taken on a lot, but I never hear him complain. So that's uh, yeah. that's really uh, kind of. But that's the thing is if, if you find if you find something that you really enjoy doing, yeah, it's just, it's really hard to complain. Yeah. 
I know. I know. I agree. Mm -hmm. For me, it was one of those things where I also worked a job that I, well, I don't know if you hated your uh, your mm-hmm. law job, but I hated my job and I purposely mm-hmm. did it for many years. So I would have the motivation to quit and, and do hard. Yeah. It just took me a lot longer than I thought, you know, but so now yeah. when I find myself at all ever, just even, even if it's minuscule yeah. complaints, yeah. I just go, you know what? You could still be waiting tables. You could still yeah. be hating your life. So yeah. I always have a lot of gratitude for what I'm doing. You know, exactly. Same. Yeah, exactly the same. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, I wanted to talk. I mean, we're not going to get into anything super personal because <laughs> it's not that kind of a podcast. But how has it been uh, balancing raising uh, your boy? How has it been like balancing that and your kind of uh, burgeoning art career? Uh, well, just the creative uh, okay, process so, and also just, you know, getting your work out there. Well, it's not, it's not easy, but, um, to be honest with you, yeah. I always, say, I always say that, well, Theo, it was your choice. <laughs> so, you, know, just, <laughs> right. you, know, you, you chose it. So stop complaining. But anyway, but coming, going back to it, um, he's, um, so, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not very easy. So I've done countless um long nights I, I can't even count them <laughs> it's like it's like he goes to bed and then pretty much my day starts um especially it kind of helps the process when he started daycare mm-hmm. and and honestly the only reason i sent him to daycare it was not so much because i wanted him out of my feet he's he's lovely he was my choice i'm yes. a, you know uh but i want him to be around kids so sure. So that was that was the main thing. Well, I think there's a practicality to it too, right? Yeah, it's a practicality. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, of course, it's, it made it made also my my painting uh, process much much easier. I had more time for myself during the day. Yeah. Uh, but before he's the good thing is now he's at the process. He's he understands and he talks and you know it's like we have I have this little buddy. Oh, that's and cool. So, if I explain to him like, okay, so I'm doing this, um, it takes a few takes for him to actually leave me alone. <laughs> but you know, um, just have to remain very calm and just explain, okay, mommy's doing this now and I have to do this. And then you go and play with your truck. And then it's with him. My days is very stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. Yeah. But you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, he's he's a happy little boy. He's healthy. He's very sociable. I, I don't really have anything to complain. So I yeah. know that I'm trying to take in and enjoy as much as I can um, this process of him being at this stage because they're just so happy about everything that they, that they discover. And I know that fairly soon he's going to preschool and school and that's it. They're gone, you know, right. after that. Yeah. yeah. Then so they're on the fast now, track. Yeah, and he's he's already he's already two and a half. So I'm enjoying it, taking in the good moments of what we have now. And then my work is here. You know, I can I can find ways to do my work. I'll do it nighttime after he goes to bed. I do beats throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss the daycare days. I'm not gonna lie because I used <laughs> to do more during the day. Yeah, but then again, it's fine. It is what it is. You know, and I life. think that's what everybody's kind of going through right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we just we just have to adjust. We just yes. have to adjust to what we have. Yeah. Well, I met your son, and he's an adorable little boy, yeah. and he seemed very well behaved, at least at the gallery. So he's uh, he's been trained <laughs> very well. From he's, he's he's been to more shows than most people I know have been to. Oh, um, that's awesome! Yeah, his his first show was when he was about 
two months. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is that, um, I don't know whether it's probably, it's, it, probably, it seems funny to me. I don't know whether it's going to sound funny to other people, but we seem to actually share the same taste. Oh, nice. <laughs> so he appreciates the same things that I like. Um, or he just copies my reactions and he just mirrors them. I don't know. <laughs> probably, probably most likely that. Oh, that's hilarious. He's, 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 a, he's a great person to take. And I hope I'm, I miss the gallery days and just take him to shows and stroke him things. And, um, uh, um, well, it's got to be cool I, seeing things through his eyes too, you know, like seeing the art yeah, for the first time yeah. through his eyes. Yeah. And they do notice. Kids do really, really notice. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I remember when he was very little and he was just looking at the art and when he used to take him to my studio. Um, well, he pretty much grew up in my studio when he was very little. And mm-hmm. he was just looking really intensely at the figures and smiling. I was like, why is he smiling? <laughs> <laughs> that is not funny. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, clearly he's been, you know, he's been seeing things. And I don't know what he's thinking with his little brain, but right. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it was fun and interesting. We're going to find yeah. out, Theodosia. We're going to find out. Yeah. yeah. Are you unleashing uh, another artist onto the world? Or what do you, what do you think? Do you think he's well, going to have... Um, okay, I don't want to sound bad. Okay, usually moms like really like to praise their kids. Yeah. Uh, but pragmatically, I think he has, I think he's pretty good. He's very good with combination of colors. So he's doing, he's very much too abstract. Nice. Uh, and his abstract works, yeah, there's just, I've shown them to, um, <laughs> to a few friends. They're like, how old is your son? I'm like, oh, he was two at the time. I'm two. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. My, my, my daughter just does one line. <laughs> oh, and wow. No, he's, he's, yeah, he's really, he uses different colors and they're pretty complicated his abstract world but i don't know it might oh, be just cool. face it might just be in the face of just scratching and i don't know no idea well he's no, absorbing so what he's seeing from you i think so yeah i think he's just copy their parents like i've copied yeah. my, seen my parents what they're doing so i think he's just copying but no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pressure him in any or just influence him on purpose on any direction i think he's he has to be his own man his own person just choose what he wants to do yeah for um, sure yeah see see what he does i'm curious actually that's cool my my wife and i are getting close i've talked about this for a while and uh mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm sure for her she's like you've been saying that for years but um we are getting close and i'm kind of i'm trying to picture myself with kids so it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting to hear you talk about it and for mm-hmm. me it's, it's starting to f- sound more and more fun like i know it's gonna be very difficult and that's probably the reason why i've held off for so long because i wanted to make sure yeah. that i was able to take care of myself i was able yeah. to pay the bills i was able to have some time to develop oh body yes work. absolutely and I, I was i was in the same boat as well i just wanted yeah. to make sure that i am well and right exactly all the pictures the entire picture before i bring someone in the world yeah yes of course. yeah but uh, i know it sounds i know it sounds kind of obvious but not a lot of people do that <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I don't know. It was just totally obvious for me. And actually yeah. for a long, long time with my, with my husband, we, we just, we didn't actually want any kids at all. We were just happy oh, really? with the lifestyle we had. No, we we're totally against it. So when we told my friends that we were uh, having a baby, they were totally shocked. Like you, you having a baby. They were just so proud of us. <laughs> like, you're just so sticking to your guns that you don't want any, but now all of a sudden what happened? But you know, I think. So was it like an overnight thing? Did you wake uh, up one morning and go, I all, all of a sudden I want a child? Yeah. You know what? I think actually this biological club is actually true. It actually yeah. does exist. Yeah. yeah. So I think I got hit by that. You know what? It does. It actually exists, I think, for guys too. Not quite as powerfully, but I think yeah. guys do reach a certain age too where they're like, you know what? Maybe it's time to stop focusing on myself. Yeah. You know? yeah. But you know what? The interesting thing, and I think actually most, I think, I, I don't think that life ends when you have a child. Um, and actually 
when I was pregnant, I had a few people that made me upset saying, oh, forget it. You have a, you have a child now. You're going to forget it. We'll see you in 10 years. Right, and that, right, right. that made me even more determined yes. <laughs> to like, no, I'm, I'm here. I'm staying here. Having a baby does not change my life. Oh, I'm going to be the same way. I like, I think my wife will be too. Like I want it to be a thing where it's, mm. it's kind of a, it's an adventure. But it doesn't it's like exactly, exactly. You know? That's exactly how we saw it. He's part of our adventure. He's part of our life. He's a little person, right. and but our life carries on. Life moves on. But he's just, we're just gonna have the little person with us. He's gonna be with us as well, and he's gonna grow. And we're gonna teach him stuff. We're gonna take him out and show him things. But no, life shouldn't stop. Life should carry on. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, it's cool to hear you say that. So thanks for sharing that with us. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, like I do, I don't know if you've listened to any of the podcasts before, but I talk about the mm. origin story and then I kind of talk about like a superpower that you have as an artist. Cause I know a lot of artists, whatever, they suffer from blocks or depression or something is, yeah. something is keeping them from getting in the studio and creating. Is there something that you do to kind of get you motivated or do you just kind of wait to create uh, until you feel inspired? No, I just push myself. I just push yeah. myself and start doing stuff. Um, I just find that if I procrastinate, I mean, if I just take my time to wait for the inspiration to come, it's just never going to come. I mean, no, I exaggerate. But I just think that it's really important even if you just go in the studio and just like, I don't know, draw a line, one line yeah. or a circle, or something like that. It's really important. Oh, just be surrounded by your paints and your canvases and just look at them. I mean, I spent many, many days, I'm not going to lie, just going in my studio and just like not feeling, it just wasn't coming. It's just nothing was coming. But I was just yeah. looking at my paintings and then I would just probably be reading a book or I would just be like looking at other people's works and just like noting down. I take countless notes uh, when I'm in this process. So it can be a word or it can be a color that I saw. I'm like, oh, I really like this color, this type of color. Oh, I really like this word. And from that word, then you can just like build a story. You can, like, you know, things can start flooding in. But I think it's really important to push yourself to go into your space, to have yep. a space like that. Push yourself, stay there for as long as you have to and just like see what, can, especially if you want to be a full-time artist and you have I to rely agree. on that. I was kind of setting you up with this question because you're, you answered it perfectly because I, mm. I have, I take a real problem with when people say, oh, I just wait for the muse to strike. Because it's like, if you're going to be a full-time artist, you could yeah. be waiting around forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah it's, yeah. I do the same thing. Like I'll come in the studio and yeah. if I'm not ready to work, you know, sometimes I'll just, it's like muscle memory. I'll get the body moving. I'll just start working. And yeah. then all of a sudden you got like one stroke on there and it leads to something else. And then, Oh, and then you get an idea and then it sparks and then you're in the moment. But if yeah. you don't kind of actively get yourself moving, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And yeah. um, no, and the things that if you want to be a full-time artist, it's just, you just have to do it. You have to push yourself. There needs to be a certain level of discipline. You need to be yes. disciplined actually doing that. And I know that most people think of artists as very free-spirited, but seriously, if you really have to do it, if you want to do it seriously, you have to be very disciplined in doing that. Oh, I love uh, I love it. Preach on, Theodosia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it because uh you get some pushback from people with this, but it is it's it's a when it's a career when you're doing it as a yeah. professional artist, it's mm -hmm. a job. I mean, it's a job too. You got to you got to be able to perform. And I'm not yeah. saying that that means it takes all the life out of your work. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't no, it doesn't at all. I mean, in my in my work, I mean, I, I, I never do something just to please anyone. Like for example, when I do commissions, right. 
I rarely take, I don't know whether it's actually a bad or a good thing that one, I rarely really take any specific instructions. Like, yeah. So they look at my work and they're like, oh, I really like this series or I really like your black and white. And then that's it. And then I just develop my own story. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think, I think we need to be, you know, we need, we need to actually be that environment in order to be able to, you know, create something. I agree. Um, and, and when I talk to people who do commissions or who, um, you know, they, they approach me to, have to do a commission, like I just finished one recently and yeah. I'm about to mail it out tomorrow, actually. But yeah, I always tell that. people to have, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but I tell people pretty much to kind of like not have too many preconceived notions. I will yeah. take some notes, but I'll say, look, that's great. Um, now, as long as you're open to me kind of taking that idea and yeah. running with it and you trust yeah. my style, then, you know, yeah. we'll be same. on the same page. Yeah. Same, yeah. same. I just find it way too restricting for my brain motion to actually have way, way too many instructions and it just doesn't work. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So this is a good little segue because, um, mm-hmm. well, first of all, I think we're at the cutoff period. So yeah. let me just uh, stop this for one sec. Okay. All right. We're back. So, okay. uh Thanks for still being here. Uh, oh, you never know if you're going to like, you know, bail on the, on the second part. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. You know, you went to the store. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, so we were talking about commissions and like, you're not waiting for inspiration to strike, but kind of developing a practice a little bit. On the other, um, on the flip side of that, I always ask if you have any kind of failures that you've had. This doesn't have to be in the art world, by mm. the way. Mm-hmm. in life maybe it was with law your practice mm-hmm. but um mm-hmm. did you have a failure or a biggest failure and if so uh, what did you learn from it uh let me think um well i mean i won't actually name i don't really sort of call situations or times in my life when i'm not very happy about certain things as failures because mm-hmm. i always take them as experiences and i think um i always view them as experiences bad or good or whatever and then just try to learn out of them and I know it sounds like very cliche what I'm saying but for for some reason it's just that I don't have any I don't feel I have any sort of negative um windows in my life when I feel okay this was really bad you shouldn't have done that and you know this is just disaster why did you do that no I, I feel that I've learned through it and I just Mm -hmm. moved over and then just tried not to do it again now there's no I'm not trying to avoid by naming a specific one, but I'm just saying that we all have this phase in life that we're not happy and we're doing wrong stuff. But yes. there's just nothing really comes to my mind because I kinda like sort of categorize it. Okay, that was a lesson. You learn from that. Move on. I just move on. I move yes. on. Yes. No, I think that's good. I think that shows that you're uh kind of a balanced, well adjusted human being. You know what I mean? I, I it's horrible so. to go through <laughs> you're like I hope so. I mean I had a lot of period in my life where I, I made a lot of mistakes and at the same time, yeah. I think I think I handled them well coming out of it, and now I, I realize yeah. how they made me who I am. And yeah. even some of the stuff I just wasn't like very conscious at the time. It was almost like it wasn't really me. And now I learned from it. Now I'm a much more conscious human being. So it was almost like essential yeah. to my growth. Yeah, I think I think everything is essential. Yeah, I think things things like that. As long as we as long as we learn something out of them, I think yeah. they are essential for growth. Um, yeah, for sure. Okay. Cool. Well, I won't push you on it. I was like, you know, tell us something horrible oh, you that your wanted, husband did. You wanted me to name a specific one. No, 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 no. To be honest with you. No, no, I liked your answer. Yeah, it, I don't have something specific come to my brain because as I've said, I've kind of like 
place the everything, whatever has gone through my life, it's just place them in the boxes that they had to be placed. And I feel that I've learned from them. So I don't, I don't retrace them really because I think they're gone. I think they're erased in a way. Yes. Because I, I haven't repeated the same mistakes. That's for sure. So that's how I know that I've dealt with whatever failure uh, took place or, you know, things like that. I think that's good. I think some people would say, for example, like I know um, a lot of people who have kind of taken the wrong path in life. Like, let's say you mm-hmm. felt a lot of pressure from your family to become a lawyer, you know, and then you mm-hmm. go through law school, you know, maybe you come out of it with a lot of debt, you, you get in, you find out that you hate it. And then some people would see that as a failure, but it sounds like you actually mm-hmm. enjoyed that period of your life. Well, actually going back to law, I mean, to give you just a better perspective, I didn't want to become a lawyer. I didn't want to go to law school, but oh, my... Didn't? No, really, but I was really keen. In, there he is. Uh, yeah, you heard him. Uh, <laughs> he's probably looking. Uh, he's like, where? Where's Mama? Sorry, keep going. <laughs> I'll trace her. <laughs> uh, the thing is, um, I was really keen in moving out of where I was, and I just wanted to experience the world and just—I don't know—I just I was young, I was just carefree, and just wanted to do something fun, and mm-hmm. and I wanted to go and study in London, but I just hadn't really thought about what do you want to study. It was all so rushed. Right. I know. It's, I think it was just like I finished school, and there's this pressure in kids, and this is one of the things that I definitely not going to apply to my son. Mm-hmm. This is pressure that you're in school, and then you have to know what you want for the rest of your life, and then you have yeah. to study immediately. Like you could possibly you, know that at that age. I mean, how can you possibly do that? But my parents were very much like, "All right, you need to know what you're going to study." And I'm like, "No, I don't. I want to do this." They're like, "You can't do this. You have to do this." And it's like, so there was this like this fight in a way so I'm like right I'm leaving yeah uh, where are you going you went to London um so it was an interesting experience actually studying but then I'll be honest with you when I started getting when I got in the field and I started working it is a very intellectually challenging field and it was fun I enjoyed it I mm-hmm. met it's just nice being in that kind of, I, I kind of enjoyed the first few years, but then after I figured out completely that, okay, fine. Yeah. This is actually what it is. I just stopped enjoying it. It's just, it just didn't work for me anymore. For some people it does. Mm-hmm. And it's great for them. For me, it just stopped working and it just didn't make me feel happy anymore. I felt you kind of plateaued same, a little bit. Yeah, I did. And I thought I was just doing the same. So I was going around a circle and just doing repeat, like star yeah. repeat. And just, it just didn't work mentally. really, really affected me. Actually, I have, we have some pictures um, my husband says, says that I was really t- completely different person back in the day, much more serious about stuff, oh, much huh. more negative about things. Mm-hmm. Um, and this whole new life that I have over here and doing what I really, really love just makes me completely different. It's just like a rebirth. It's, it's amazing. It's absolutely oh, amazing. Awesome. And, I hope, and I hope more people get a chance to actually experience that. Um, it's, it's a great feeling, definitely. Yeah, well, I, that's awesome to hear. And mm. yeah, I feel like a lot of people, it sucks because not unlike, you know, the pressure you get from your parents, like I got pressure from my parents too. I yeah. was doing a lot of stuff that were artsy. Like I was like, I'm going to be a simple comedian. I'm going to be a musician. I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to be a pan-. And my dad was like, uh, you know, you can't be all those things. You need to focus on something. And yeah. they were supportive, but at the same time, I think kids feel that pressure to really figure out what they're going to do. And this yeah. is what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Like, cause that's what used to happen back in the day. You know, if you're yeah. in the fifties, yeah. you had a career and that was your career, you know, and you then you had a family. Yeah, yeah, a family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But now I think so many people change their jobs three, four or five times in, in their lifetime. Um, yeah. But also it's just nice to hear you say that because 
hopefully somebody listening will, you know, kind of be like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I want to pursue this. And I think you're a great testament. Yeah, it, has a, it has a sacrifices. I mean, it's sure. not, um, it has a sacrifice. I mean, the sacrifices are obvious. I mean, as a, you know, uh, but um, I think if you really, it's just, it's just a cliche, what I'm going to say, and it sounds very cliche, but the thing is that if you really, really want to do something and be good at it, you just have to really stay poor and just do it. Um, well, another cliche you know, is life is short, right? And life is short, exactly. Life is very, very short. Yeah. Um, so you just you just have to go out there and just try. And if it doesn't work, I mean, it's sad. Yeah. Uh, I just I, I didn't want. I just I really really wanted this to happen, and I just put everything into it. Um, but also, also, you know, you yeah. don't want to have regrets, right? And at least if you do it and you fail, it's like, well, I tried that. I did that. I got that out of my system. Maybe you find yeah. out you didn't really want to do it. But for you, yeah. almost yeah. like what I was saying with me sometimes um, on this yeah. podcast is you didn't do it in a in a haphazard way. Like you mm-hmm. had a career. You probably mm-hmm. had some money. You probably had some money saved up. Your husband probably had some had a, mm-hmm. had a little bit of money too. So you were mm-hmm. able to kind of... Uh, whereas some people burning the boats and just jumping into it would be like jumping off a cliff, right? Um, uh, I think if if you if you just go into it without actually having any sort of security, yes, it's very it's very risky. Yeah. Uh, but um, the thing is that the way it actually works with me is that the reason I I tried so much to make it work because the plan and the idea and the agreement that I had with sort of like with my husband is mm-hmm. is that. I'm carrying on doing this, but I'm not going to start burning through what we have. It's, it has to also like make sense in a way. Like, you know, if you want to be a full-time artist and you have to, you know, be that person, it's also, as you said, a job. It's not just... Exactly. Uh, so it has to also make sense. So I tried really, really hard also because it had to make also sense that I can actually support myself. Yes. That it can't be something that is, you know, is... There has to be a balance. Yes. Well, you um, went into it with your eyes open, it sounds like. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, I was older and um, I just knew that I wanted to do it, but it also had to make sense and um, to give me something back, you know, to, for me to be able to carry on doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for someone that actually doesn't have any, I mean, I have to actually say that my husband has actually been an extremely big support, but honestly, mostly uh, psychologically, because I had no support from anyone else. Like my family, for example, they're like, what are you doing? You're crazy. Right. <laughs> this is, you, you've lost it. Uh, you've gone to Los Angeles. And it's like, what are you doing? So Well, that's, and that's actually, hard on your psyche, right? Oh, totally. Absolutely. It's really important to actually have someone supporting you. But he was there. And even from the s- simplest, stupidest things that I used to do, he was like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's excellent. That's amazing. Uh, he's been my... F- best he has he has a he's he's a very educated man and he's he has a good eye for things like that for art and he was my worst and my my best critic um mm-hmm. if a good critic came out of him i'm like okay that's actually really really good he just doesn't want to tell me <laughs> um but yeah i mean i can see when he when i show him something like, what do you think about this i'm not just thinking something and he's like no that's not gonna work here this is not you and he's he's really he knows me because he's seen me developing and yeah. he's seen how it's been. So he knows me. He can read what I'm seeing and what I'm trying to do. And he's, yeah, he's, he's been there. It's really, it's really helpful having someone. That's like so that important. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I found the same thing with my wife. Your wife as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, for for a while, you know, it was, I kind of felt like part of the reason why I had a little bit of self-destructive behavior was for maybe a decade, it was kind of me against the world. You know what I mean? It was just like me beating my head up against the wall and looking for outside validation. Um, And, you know, it was, it was good for me at the same time because I actually learned a lot and I developed a body of work, but I think it also did some damage to me because it's harmful on your psyche. And when I finally got to the point where I was starting to, you know, get a little bit more comfortable with who I was and I found my wife, it was like, okay, now I have the missing ingredient. Yeah. 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 So that's really nice. Now, and also, you know, it goes back to what we were saying a little bit about validation. Every artist needs some validation at some point. And maybe that's as simple as just somebody saying, I believe in you, you know, keep doing yeah, what you're doing. I, I did actually, uh, I did actually me felt the need of validation very much when I was first starting. I just, yeah, when I kept on asking, well, how do you, what do you think? And it's like asking for like opinions and things like that. I don't yeah. do anything to be honest. Cause I think that I just kind of like made up my mind that it is what it is. It's not that I feel I'm full of myself and I feel very confident in what I'm doing, <laughs> but I just feel that it is what it is. I, this is me. Uh, if someone doesn't like me, they don't like me. Fine, I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, but you've earned that at this point. Well, yeah, you know I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. Yeah, I know what you mean, but I don't want to say that, Vern, because it might sound a bit pompous. But um, oh no, I don't mean like that. I mean like yeah. you've earned. You've you've kind of cut your teeth in the art world at this point. Like you kind of have. You know now if something yeah. is good or not, and you don't really need as much outside oh, validation. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mean like pompously, like I'm the best. <laughs> I <know exactly. laughs> Uh, I know it all. Um, yeah, from that point of view, yeah. I mean, I've I've been to a few shows. I've I've seen how things work, and and mm-hmm. I I see what works for me now, and I just feel happy going to my happy place when I first when I do my things. Mm-hmm. So no, I rarely ask anyone <laughs> what you think about my work. <laughs> Perhaps I should start doing it a little bit more. I don't know. It might actually provide some uh, positive, some uh, more feedback. I don't know. I just right. enjoy I, it. enjoy it now. Yeah, I, I mean, I I kind of echo that. I mean, I've gotten to a point where. I, I kind of developed a system that works for me. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like if I were to kind of seek out too much validation at this point or join a, a kind of a harsh critique group or something, I think it would yeah. almost derail me. Cause right now I, I thrive so much on like my own mindset and my positive mindset exactly. momentum that that's, I have going. So I just don't want to be derailed. The, yeah. That's one of the things why I never join any critique groups. Yeah. Um, because I don't feel they can help me in any way. Like I just go through my own process. I've just developed my, as you said, my own process of actually, processing things and what I want to do. And as I told you, it's like my, my kind of like uh, inspirational thing is like, I see a word and I'll, I'll take another that or I see a call or I see a tree. I mean, sometimes when I take my son for walks in the morning, I see something like, I really like, Oh, I go back and I sketch it immediately because I don't want to forget that image because that image says something to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, critique groups. I don't know. It just, I think they're you know, good at a certain period, right? Wouldn't you say in your development? Uh, yeah, they can, be. they can be. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it would work for different people. I don't want to sort of like generalize because for some people they just like also having the connection and just being with other people and just hearing. Oh, how do you find my my latest kind of like um, input about so and so? So some people need this connection. Sure. Sometimes they need a little bit of um, guidance yeah. or they just need somebody to kind of point out something that they didn't see, and that's completely yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. But I. But I do kind of. Uh, I'm not, I don't like to overgeneralize either, but I do kind of agree. It doesn't seem to serve its purpose as much for me, at least at this point. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So, so you said something about walks. Um, I'm yeah. kind of fascinated by this because I know 
I've read a lot of stuff. I've listened to a lot of audiobooks, and you know, they're always saying how you know some of the best uh, minds and creators and scientists mm-hmm. throughout history have always mm-hmm. developed ideas taking walks. Um, yeah. I, I get the same thing when I walk or when I run. I, I always get a lot of, or when I meditate. It's kind of like yeah. when you're doing something semi-physical, and you're getting in touch yeah. with your breath, and you're quieting your brain. These ideas come out. So, do you yeah. do that every day? Yes. Yes, every day. It's, it's a morning. It's a morning ritual, actually, because we did our. Uh, uh, we're going to do our, our call today. I missed it, but I'm going to do it after our call. I'm going to take him out. Yeah, oh, nice. uh, walking, walking with. Uh, well, pushing him. Yeah, he doesn't walk that far. <laughs> but um, okay, so pushing. Oh, she. So you get some upper body strength there too. Yeah. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah, that's been developed a lot. Um, <laughs> no, it's a lot. It's, it's my time, and I. Uh, I, I get all of my ideas. So if I'm going through an idea and, um, or if I've done, I'm working on a, on a painting, that's the time that actually um, everything just comes, it's just natural. It just comes into place. And I think, okay. Uh, or I just like rehearse things in my brain about things that I've read or things that I've thought or what I want to say about mm-hmm. something. It's a really, really, really important time uh, of day for me. Um it's just it's just the time that actually I make my decision, I guess, and then I go back and then I'm like, okay, I know that this is what I want to do. And it just brings things together and just make give sense to what I was thinking. Yes. Um, the other time of the day when I actually have again a lot of clarity uh is nighttime. Uh usually when it's very quiet, when everyone's in bed or just doing their thing and they're quiet. I just like quietness because usually I don't have any music when I when I do work. So quietness is really, really oh, exciting. Really? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like music. I like just pure quietness. Oh, interesting. Nothing. Yeah, I get lots of clarity, and then again, I do down ideas and just um, review things and read things. Through reading things, I get quite a lot of clarity in what I want to do. Yes. Um, but then again, it's like you know, it's, Instagram is also another really very powerful tool. I know it's been. Uh, I'm not always a big fan of Instagram. Uh, I've managed actually to. I just hate some, how long, how much time I end up like spending going through Instagram. I just like to put. Oh, it's a vacuum, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a vacuum. But then again, it's a very interesting platform where you can actually see other people's work and see what they're developing and see their development. Like there's been several artists which I've been through. We've been through the same kind of like development path. And now we're both kind of like doing so-and-so and I see what they're doing, like work-wise, I mean, yeah. and how their styles change. And it's, it's, it's a learning process. For artists, it's also it's a networking platform, but it's also a very learning. It's a very good learning platform as well. I completely agree. Um, I think the one thing I would say as like a caveat, because um, I use Instagram every day too, but I yeah. do it in a very structured way because I've noticed, you know, if you go on there with the wrong attitude or if you're in a fragile state, Instagram can be like your worst, uh, you know, your worst yeah. enemy. It can be like, oh my God, this person's doing this. Uh, oh, they're, you know, this person's got in this show, this person sold this, blah, blah, blah. So if you're going in there, like I always do it after I post my own stuff. Cause I'm like, I'm sharing yeah. something and then I feel yeah. good about that. And then I go around and look at everybody else's stuff and yeah, it, it, it can definitely feed you. But I think if you spend, yeah. if you cross over into that other realm of negativity, yeah. it can, it can kind of derail you a bit. Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, I try not to do that. It's like I just see what some of. I mean, sometimes I don't even go through the feeds. I don't have much time these days. I yeah. just Usually, just go through the stories and just check the stories and you know people that I want to have a look at, um, or just specifically look for certain artists which I really like the work. Um, but no, I mean, this shouldn't be any negativity. I think it's like if you just like if you're really developing yourself and you are. Mm-hmm. 
developing your artwork, I think you can learn a lot. And you can oh, actually yeah. take, take a lot from just seeing from their platform. Everything is there. It's actually pretty much a great idea. Yeah, I've stopped and, and posting any family stuff on Instagram. So I'm just treating much more for business. Yes. You know, like platform. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to give you a compliment. I love your Instagram feed. It's like very well curated. It's like oh, you highlight you. specific pieces. They all flow together. You can see a kind of a pattern of development, the series. And then every once in a while, you'll put a little kind of profile pic in there just because, you know, people like to see who the artist is too. Yeah, um, it took me a long time actually. But someone was like pestering me, uh, pestering me, but he was a good friend. He's like, you need to put your face. <laughs> people yeah. need to know the artist. Well, yeah, and it's not um, like you yeah. posed, like like some women pose like really, you know, in a sexy yeah. way. You're, you're just showing yourself. And, and it's like, myself, yeah. yeah, it's nice. I think it's it, it really works. I've seen a lot of Instagram feeds and yours is very nice. It just flows oh, well. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, let's see. I had another question for you. So Mm -hmm. we talked about, you know, we talked about failures or or not looking at things as failures. We've talked about superpower. Um, What do you have like any advice now looking back on Dolly? What advice Mm -hmm. would you give to a young Theodosia coming up? Uh, In the art world or in general life? It can be in life. It can be in the art world. It could be something that you did through law or whatever, school. Um, ba- or, or just just something that changed your mentality, or that would have helped you kind of navigate the world a little better. Ah, uh, anything. Um, the advice. The thing is that I don't know. Um, be be more patient, I suppose. Uh, yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> uh, be be more patient with certain aspects of development. Um, discipline is there. I mean, I'm kind of like I like the fact that I'm pretty like stri- I'm super strict on myself mm-hmm. uh, but I do lose my patience and I probably give up on things faster than I should but it's better it's getting better for sure like with age it has actually gone less yeah you kind of calm down with age right I've kind of yeah I've kind of like calmed down with it but I think probably <laughs> when I was younger I don't know actually recall specifically but then events but I probably did lose patience and probably could have followed other paths and just did stuff uh which i didn't so but if i was going to give sort of an advice someone asked me so what would you advise me say say going the art world i'll be number one would be discipline mm-hmm. uh number two would be well being consistent which is actually kind of the same like being disciplined if you are disciplined you are consistent as well right exactly um you're developing a practice yeah and patient yeah <laughs> and above all be very very good and nice to people and just not pretend that you're something higher than anyone else and just be a very nice person just being a good person in general in life you uh, heard it here first straight from yeah. <laughs> no, probably to put this first we got four we got four for one there four for the price of one i love it those are all those, this is amazing you really don't need anything else Honestly, like I would, I would definitely uh, relate to, to patience, I think. And I think a lot of people nowadays, especially nowadays, patience is very important because I think more than any other era with everything being kind of so immediate and not just with yeah. social media, with everything, people just want to kind of, they want it now. They want everything now. They want to be exactly. famous now. They want Instagram fame now. And yeah, so if you can cultivate a little patience in your life, it's yeah. going to yeah. serve you very well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you for that. Uh, so do you have anything kind of coming up or a uh, little sub question? What, where do you see your, yourself and your work in like five years? Ah, um, 
honestly, I don't really make plans like that. So I know that it's like I've never actually placed myself in five years. Mm-hmm. I have to be there. And if you're not there, you're going to be there. <laughs> right. Okay, let's <laughs> just say any arbitrary it could just be in general like where do you where I do you see your work like uh, my plan oh where is in my work carry on carry on working carry on working the same same um same passion mm-hmm. same ideas and hopefully being able to develop it into greater and bigger paths whatever that is mm-hmm. um but just carrying on with the same discipline and i'm really really happy that i'm actually doing that parallel with growing up uh with raising my son yeah. Um I think that's that's a great that's, that's a great experience in life that I have at the moment. I really love this. But just general, just carry on. Carry on and just enjoying this. And I'll be doing I'll go I'm gonna carry on doing it until I really, really enjoy this. I'm not gonna pressure myself. If at some point ever in my life I feel this is not speaking to me, mm-hmm. um then no, I will I will I will leave it. But it hasn't actually shown any signs that it's decreasing. Oh nice. <laughs> so which is good. And I love it. So yeah, that's great. Just, just that, just carrying working. Well, that's one of the beauties of like being an artist too, is you can, you can do it for the rest of your life. You know, if you're, if you're interested in it and it can always, it's not like you're an athlete when you peak, you know, at 35, you, you can do this into your eighties or nineties and still be doing really well. I love it. Yeah. And I think each decade in your life just brings something else. Like I'm definitely not the same person that I was in my twenties. Yeah. I'm much calmer. Um, And I think each day it gives you something else and something else. And yeah, art develops. And it's, it's in a way, it's a little bit like lo- looking at the storybook, the story, the story of your life through art, if you're just mm-hmm. carrying on doing it for a long time. Like, as you said, you start from figurative and you said that you, um, you were upset about certain things and probably that reflected on your work and then you just oh, doing mother stuff. So yeah, it's like looking at your storybook in a way. It's, yeah, it's like it's, having a little time capsule for every decade. Yeah. 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 It's, it's great. Um, well, is there anything that you wanted to, to bring up? Like, is there anything you want to plug? Is there anything you got coming up or uh, anything that you just want to talk about real quick? Um, uh, I'm feeling pretty good. This has been amazing. Um, oh, awesome. just quick, just quickly. Um, I'm just going to mention that, um, I'm with the gallery. I'm actually having two works of my, with Mash gallery. So the opening was on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have a show open until the 26th of uh, September. Wait, what's the gallery again? Mash Gallery. Mash, okay. Yeah. Uh, so the name of the show is IFLA, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a group show of 22 artists. Uh, amazing works. So that's open. So if anyone wants to go and have a look at the work, uh, it's over there. And um, something nice. else coming Um I don't really have anything planned as much. I mean, this whole like sort of like lockdown has kind of like made, brought everything upside down in a way. Yeah, it definitely has. Um, uh, I'm just working quietly on the sidelines and just waiting for this whole thing to blow over. I have some ideas for 2021. Mm -hmm. 2020, I've kind of like written it off, to be honest with you. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I know. (laughs) I I think everybody has. I think everyone has. It's like, I can't even believe we're in September. Yeah. But... um, I nearly had a cry yesterday when I realized first of September. Oh my but, god! I know. Um, We've been doing this for six months. Can you believe that? Yeah, it's oh, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Also, at least we're patient. At least we're showing patience. Yeah. Well, Some it's like right. It's almost in a way. It's kind of like forced patience. Like for people who haven't had it before, it's like okay, you're not very good with being present. Uh, well, here's six months of isolation. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? I know. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. Actually, the first time I saw uh, quite a few of my friends uh, was on Saturday. 
And um, yeah, it just felt bizarre. I guess like, I can't believe I'm seeing people, so many it's people. It's weird, right? Yeah. It's, I it's know. Great. I, listen to, I listen to Pete Holmes' podcast and he always talks about like watching movies, uh, like older movies and, just, you know, people being in normal situations. He calls it like contact porn. It's like just yeah. seeing people being able to like go out and touch each other <laughs> and interact. I can't, so. Yeah, I can't wait for the day that we're going to be able to actually, you know, kiss each other and say hi. That'd be, that'd be the best feeling ever i can't wait for that day i agree well hopefully it's coming soon and i look forward to seeing you again in the future are you going to come and see uh or not come but are you going to uh log on and see oh i can't wait actually Uh, sword fight sword fight (laughs) i just forgot the ocean i've seen the flyer the flyer is amazing (laughs) yeah Uh, it's so good it made me chuckle. Yeah, it's like um, this is so short books. Uh, yes, I will again. I will have a look. Yeah. I'll okay. Cool. Well, it's important to note too that you. This is an answer to the all female show which you were a part of, uh, yeah. Powerhouse, which yeah. that was an amazing show. I love that. Yeah. yeah the set so of good. everything was amazing. That show. Yeah. yeah, it really was. Okay. Cool. Well, um, if you're feeling good, well, I'm just going to say one more time. I'll put it in the show notes too, but. Check out Theodosia's work online at uh, Theodosia underscore merchant uh, on Instagram and theodosiamerchant.com. Is that correct? Yeah, perfect. Okay, beautiful. Yeah, you won't be disappointed. Uh, It's great work. Thanks so much for coming on, Theodosia. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. It was great. Awesome. Well, I look forward to seeing you in the future in person. Okay, bye-bye. All right, bye. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.